All right, welcome to the show today. I'm your host, Doug Crow, with the Author Brand Show. In 20 minutes, we're going to cover some great topics and get you uh, to where you want to go as an author, entrepreneur, speaker. And today is one of my favorite topics. So if we go a little over 20 minutes, just give me a break, but uh, we'll, give it a, we'll give it a shot here. How to turn your book into a TEDx talk. Now, if you don't have a book yet, doesn't mean you can't do a TEDx talk. Matter of fact, a lot of great TEDx talks were done before the presenter had authored a book. We're going to focus on your current book, what you've got going on right now. Even if it's an idea, this qualifies. So how do you turn your book into a TEDx talk? Let's get to it. Number one, I got a big promise for you, all right? The big promise is you're going to walk away from the next 20 minutes with actionable steps, tactics, strategies you can do to move your business and your brand forward. I guarantee that for you. Now, the problem we all have is that as social media and all these platforms have expanded, there's competition. It seems like everybody's an expert or a coach nowadays. It doesn't matter what platform you're on. There's someone on that platform who's got more views, legacy, uh, business. They've got more going on than you. And sometimes it feels like, oh, man, how can I get there? Competition is fierce. We're gonna. That's a problem number one. Number two problem. This is a tougher one to talk about, but I want to give it a shot. Impact versus influence. Now, a lot of people look at TEDx, becoming a best-selling author, all these accolades as a sign that they've made it. Hey, man, I'm a best-selling author. I landed a TEDx talk. And those are great achievements. I've done them myself. I do it for our clients. But it's, a, not, a, it's not a leading indicator of what you do. It's a lagging indicator. Leading indicators are things that you're doing. They're going to build you and build your brand up the point where that recognition comes in naturally. When you force it and say, hey, as seen on ABC, CBS in a, you know, in a press release, that's not really being as seen on. That's being syndicated into a local ABC station. So when we talk about impact versus influence, we're going to focus more on impact. Influence comes later. The third challenge we have is status. There's a lot of different ways to achieve status that elevate your brand, your authority, your expert, um, you know, your being a thought leader, whatever word you want to use there. Um, there's different ways to do it. There's earning it and there's buying it. And those are all big problems that face every single entrepreneur who wants to be perceived as expert in their field. The solution we're going to cover today, the next few minutes is simple. We're going to talk about integration, not just one thing, not just being a best-selling author, not just being a TEDx speaker, but a combination of all of those things to make sure it's integrated. Um, second thing we're going to talk about is getting top-tier endorsements. It's great to get likes and shares and comments on social media, but there's a billion or three billion people doing that. Top-tier endorsements means somebody else with a higher status than you is talking about you. This could be something as big as being on the Today Show, um, being on a TEDx stage, um, anything when there's a a brand or um, a, a culture which is higher elevated status. When you're in that culture, you got a top tier endorsement. It's very valuable, and that can happen not only in something public like TED. Um, it could be a private one. It could be your trade association, a nonprofit group you work with. There's plenty of top tier endorsements which aren't household names. They might work just for your industry. The third thing is evergreen content. Boy, there's so many things happening and rapidly changing in our world today, it's hard to stay on top of it. So don't try. Make sure whatever you're gonna be presenting in your book and your, your talk here is timeless. It's useful, 
but it's going to stand the test of time. If somebody is talking about social media or AI right now, whatever they talk about, I guarantee you will be obsolete in six months or even less. So when you talk about those topics, if that's your topic, make sure you give it a broader appeal and make sure it's integrated with other media sources and it's top tier endorsement. That's the solution. We're gonna cover the solution, all three of these things with one activity, okay? So do you wanna upscale your brand? You wanna take wherever you are now and raise it a, a notch or two or three. So in 18 minutes, I want you to set aside any beliefs you have, any thoughts you have about TEDx, speaking and branding. Set it aside, because we're gonna cover something very, very specific here that if you implement just a little bit of this, it's gonna get you on the right journey, the right path. So why TEDx, right? You know, there's a lot of history here with the uh, TED uh, organization, nonprofit organization, stands for Technology, Entertainment and Design. And it was designed to give new ideas out there. And it's very revered, TEDx Talks and, and TED Talks specifically um, in their heyday were, man, it was the better than HBO for a lot of people. Why? Because it was interesting, it was new, and it wasn't common. It wasn't somebody you knew about, right? This is an interesting guy talking about uh, how to get better sleep or how to wash your hands or whatever the topic was. These are new or refreshing ideas by not famous people. The famous people we've seen on TED stages, like Simon Sinek or Brene Brown, they did those talks before they were famous. Keep that in mind. So why TED or TEDx? Because it's still a very solid brand. They, they spend a lot of money on protecting that brand. So using that brand, being an, an aligned with that brand is going to be a great benefit uh, no matter who you are. Why is that? Well, because the economy has changed. It's no longer about content, not about service. It's not about the greatest, coolest widget that you make. The economy today is really based on attention. I'm not talking just you know, a Facebook like. I'm talking about giving someone, getting someone's attention and holding it for a few minutes or even 20 minutes. When you can pull that off, you've got value. You've got equity by getting someone's attention. That's the reason um, a lot of these tech conglomerates go up and buy other companies. They don't buy them for the technology. They buy it for the attention it gets, for the data. So we're going to focus on the attention economy quite a bit because that um, is not going away anytime soon. How do you create impact? Forget the influence for a second. How do you get impact? Um, if you break it down and there's people that know you and people that don't know you, the people that know you, man, it's, it's pretty simple. It's owned media. Somebody goes to my LinkedIn profile and I'm connected with them. Provided I've actually had a conversation or a chat with them, we know each other. And so that's called owned media. And quite frankly, it's a bad example. Uh, actually, your own website. Your own website or email would be owned media. Okay, that's because something you own and control your own website and your own email for the most part. You don't own LinkedIn, so you can't say that's owned media. That's actually earned media. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, so owned media is something where you own it, you control it, and it's a much smaller um, group for the most part because you probably, there's more people you don't know than people you do know. Um, so by having owned media, you control that ecosystem. That's a great thing to have. You got to have owned media. Paid media is very obvious. It's buying ads, whether it's a digital ad, radio, TV, podcast, whatever it is. Um, advertising is a great way to reach people who don't know you, where you can be introduced to them. The third one's earned media, 
where you're getting on somebody else's platform. And LinkedIn, quite frankly, is somebody else's platform. They just don't create any of their own content to speak of. They have trainings, but the content that you put on there, you think is yours, but it's actually not. It's actually theirs. You're just publishing on their platform. And as we've experienced lately, sometimes you post the wrong thing, they can they can cancel you. They can you know, kick you out. So it's not really owned by you. It's earned. Um, at a higher level, though, let's get off the social platforms. Let's get on the higher level of earned media. If you did get on radio, TV, magazines, podcast, that is earning your way to that stage. And that's what TEDx is all about. It's about earning yourself uh, a spot on that stage. So we're going to not talk about owned and paid media today. If you go to the sections on the um, education section or library, there's other 20-minute trainings there where you can learn about owned and paid media. We're going to talk about earned media today, specifically TEDx. So what do you need? Doug, I want to be a TEDx speaker. Okay, that's great. So do I. No, more important question is why? Why do you want that? What's in it for you to get that little red dot next to your name to say TEDx speaker? It's a couple of things, but it has a lot to do with credibility and status. And one that's kind of overlooked, but trust. The reason a trust is a very important part of this is because take a look at like celebrity endorsements, right? You see Wilford Brimley pitching the uh, Colonial Pen Life Insurance. Now, I don't know what Wilford knew about insurance, but if you're a senior and you know this actor and he's talking about insurance and saying you better get it, um, you there's a trust there because for some reason we trust most celebrities, some different topic. We trust people who we have seen who are successful. You know, if Elon Musk came out and said, hey, this is something I, I, I'm in, I back, it's important to me and people to follow him and respect him and like him are going to say, well, if he likes it, I like it. So why do you want a TEDx talk on your resume? Yeah, it's to build a bigger audience. It's to gain the trust of new people. It's to establish yourself as a leader in your space, in your topic. And you can't do that very easily on your own. You could be blogging and doing videos till you're 100 years old. Um, but there are another billion or so people doing the same thing. So even putting the, you know, the TV studio in your pocket doesn't do a lot nowadays. You got to have someone else's stage to elevate your status. So how do you do it? How do you get an invitation to be on a TEDx stage? How do you produce a memorable talk? And how do you integrate your book idea? Those are three things we're, we're going to cover in the next few minutes here. Number one, you've got to receive an invitation. All right. There's two ways to do that. There's outbound. I want to apply to begin on a stage or inbound someone knows or finds me and invites me to be on that stage. And you are a critical component of either of those methods. Let's talk about outbound first. Um, for our premium members at Author Brands membership program, we've got the entire database of all 1,400 plus TEDx stages, which anybody can download and look at the proper stage they want to be on and send an application. When you do an outbound application to a TEDx stage, you got to have a bunch of things in place. And again, there's a lot more training available on our website to go there for that. But the summary of that is very simple. You've got to have an idea, a topic that is interesting, slightly controversial, and relevant to whatever they're talking about. They call it ideas worth sharing. So you can't be talking about something everybody already knows or, yeah, I know that. It should be something that's kind of unusual. I'll just use Simon Sinek, start with why again, because he said, 
people don't buy from companies for what they do. They buy from companies because of why they do it, which is an unconventional thought. Like, why well, I never thought about that way. And if you go to his talk, his 18 minute TEDx talk, it's, he lays out a really logical and interesting perspective on that. And it was an idea we're sharing. And of course it blew up his brand and he became very successful because of it. Every single stage has a unique application. This is the part where you internet marketers that want to do a blast email and to apply to all 1400 stages is not going to work. Every single stage is independently organized, therefore has their own application system. Some applications look similar, but you got to go manually into each one and fill it out according to their standards. So uh, you've got to do that one at a time. There's no way around that. This is why outbound, um, I'll say application, is a little bit tedious and it takes time, but it's time well spent. If you invest enough time to do this, especially if you follow some of the programs that we have in our, our membership site, you will see how it works and you will get on a stage. That's, you know, outbound. Let's talk about inbound for a second. This is the one that's a little bit, sometimes slower, but so much more powerful. We get invited, right? Hey, I'd love you to come speak at our TEDx event. Oh, wow. Who are you? Well, I saw about you online. I saw you here. I read about you here. And because of those things, we think you'd be a great speaker for us. And there's no application now. They've invited you. So your process to get approved is generally much shorter. The outbound version, once you set your application in, there's lots of rejections. There's a review. You might get shortlisted. On the inbound, hey, man, they want you. Are you ready? So on the inbound side, you can go and find all the stages. If you don't want to go to our database, you can just go to ted.com forward slash TEDx forward slash, uh, forward slash events and see them all there. And what I recommend doing for inbound for attracting these people is don't connect with whatever it is, 50 or 100 in your radius, wherever you want to do and find out who those people are who are running those events and do one thing this is so important. Please, please do not spam them. Do not send an application just because you know who they are. That's for the outbound side. And you can do the outbound, that's fine. But when you're doing inbound, getting people to come to you, you do not you know, approach them with an ask. You approach them with a give, right? So you wanna make a LinkedIn connection, you wanna attend one of their events, you wanna volunteer, you wanna serve, do something, say something, be helpful, and make a new friend who happens to be a TEDx organizer. And if you do that for five, 10, 20 stages, and it might take you six months or a year, I don't know how long it'll take you to build new relationships, but don't expect anything in return. That's the kiss of death. People can smell that a mile away. Be a selfless servant leader and help those people out with whatever they're doing. And when you do that enough times, you're gonna get asked. Quick caveat there, I got a big bowl on the knot. Do not organize your own event. And obviously you can organize one if you wanted to learn more about it. The difference is that very, there's, there's a big wall, right? There's just something bigger than the Berlin Wall, right? Ted, if you organize an event, you cannot speak on that stage, right? So if you want to organize an event, that's great. You'll learn about it, get some experience, meet some people, but you're not speaking at that event. You're the organizer. So there are very, very hard, fast rules about that. All right, point two, how do you write a memorable talk? Wow, this is where um, my training with my, my partner in this, we spent four weeks on this. So in two minutes, I wanna tell you what, they, I can confess four weeks in two minutes. 
Um, a proper memorable talk that does well has a concept to it. Like there's a status quo. Here's what everybody thinks and feels and know, but there's something wrong. What's changing? And here's my perspective on that change and why it matters to you. That's the essence of a TEDx talk. It's not a motivational speech. It's not a how-to. It's not a three-point system to do X, Y, and Z. It's a talk that takes a common idea, brings a fresh perspective, and infuses your data and your story into this alternative perspective, which makes people think and do something. And it's got to matter today. Not too trendy. Can't be something for, you know, topical, like necessarily a, a news event, but it has to be something that is going to be um, people understand is something that they should be thinking about. Okay. So writing a memorable talk and memorizing it and delivering it's a whole other thing. It's, it takes you weeks to pull it off, but a memorable talk has components to it. Status quo, what's changed, what's your perspective and why it matters to the audience. You get those four things in your talk, you'll be in good shape. Integrating your book idea. Here's the greatest, greatest thing about it. Um, as mentioned, you know, Brene Brown and, and, and Simon Sinek, they did their talks first and did their books later, which is, you know, brilliant. In your case, I'm guessing you already have a book. How do I make that into a TEDx talk? Well, I was able to put myself and three of my clients on the same stage here at Atlanta, uh, just in uh, mid 2023. And we all had books and we're not allowed to actually talk about our book. Now, if anybody knows me, you know that proper marketing is always the uh, riches and niches. You want to go narrow. So most of the books that we help people publish and produce are about a narrow idea, a narrow audience, uh, mergers and acquisitions or uh, corporate communication, something like that. How do you take that narrow idea and expand it into a broad one? That is vital because Ted is not going to want or publish any self-promotion. You try to promote your book or your business in your, in your talk, number one, you're not going to get accepted. If you try to sneak it in when you're speaking, it's going to get uh, deleted, not going to get published. You've got to make a broad appeal. I'll give you an example. In my talk, I'm a ghostwriting and publisher. We talk about books, right? I can't talk about publishing and the fact that I own a publishing company and a ghostwriting agency. That would be self-promotion. So my talk was the power of humanity in the shadow of AI. And I used a flying story about being a pilot as it relates to responsibility and how people are responsible and AI is not. I stitched these things together in a talk. I didn't even mention my company because I knew I wouldn't get published for that. So whatever your idea is, whatever your talk is, uh, do not have a specific reference to your book. You can have a general appeal, take your narrow idea and broaden it out a little bit. And most importantly, once you get this thing done and it goes up on YouTube, remember, that's one piece of content. A 10 or 20 minute talk can be cut up and sliced, diced and repurposed dozens of times, maybe even a hundred different ways. You could take 30, 60 second snippets and great and create content that can be streamed out on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn, all those places can go and short segments. Obviously the big talk can be published and promoted as well on the TED site once it's up there. But while you're waiting or after it's done, don't forget that content is yours. So be sure to edit it for future use. So key takeaways, um, when it comes to status, earning it takes more time, right? You're not gonna get on today's show, you're just starting a business. You gotta have some legacy, some experience, some success to do that. Same thing with TEDxStage. 
if you've got no cred, it's difficult, not impossible. One of my favorite talks is from a 13 year old kid about happiness. It was a great one, but you've got to have some experience or perspective that is interesting and appealing to the audiences. So earning that status means you got to do something. Uh, next thing, obviously repurpose that content, whatever you create, don't forget to hold it, cut it up, slice it, repurpose it in as many ways as you can. And if you're going the inbound route, which I recommend you do both outbound and inbound, but when you're focusing on building relationships, do not expect anything in return. That's the kiss of death. People can smell that neediness a mile away. You just be a giver. You just serve. You don't ask for anything in return. Once that deposit is made, they call it what Stephen Covey calls an emotional bank account. Once I've made enough deposits, some people say thank you and walk away. Other people feel this need to give back. It's called the uh, law of reciprocity where they want to give you something back and eventually get invited on a stage. So network without, a, without any expectation, you'll do much better. So in conclusion, earned media equals authority, authority, right? That's what earned media does for you. Um, I'm recommending you get professional assistance on this. Uh, we've got free training. We have paid training. We've got a guaranteed TEDx talk program on the membership site below. Um, no matter what you do, don't go alone. Plenty of people have and been successful, but it is a very competitive environment. For every TEDx speaker you see, there's usually a hundred or more applications that didn't get approved. And a lot of those are due to people just applying and not putting any thought and process and um, and creativity behind it. So make sure you get some professional help to get that done. Um, apply to the good stages. When you see this database, uh, if you go there, um, 1,400 stages, a lot of them are um, smaller venues and not have the best video and lighting and whatnot. And Ted's not going to put that on their main site. They only want to work and publish and republish re the ones that are high quality. So apply to the best stages with patience. You might see something, well, oh, the next talk isn't for six months. Great. Apply now, get your stuff in play and do that over and over again, which brings me to the last point, which is of course, no matter what you're doing, inbound, outbound, or both, dig your well before you're thirsty. Don't wait until you've got to have this in and then rapidly try to get it done. Take your time, get a well-prepared talk, get people to give you advice on the title, it's so important and practice it, do a great job with it. And once you get it out there, then you can repurpose it and keep leveraging that thing. But until you do, you know, build those bridges, connect with the right people. And before you know it, you'll have the lagging indicator of a TEDx speaker. So um, one of the things I've mentioned in this training today were some things about our upcoming membership program called Authors of Impact. And Authors of Impact is a membership site and there's a free version that I'm going to talk about mostly, which includes the Speakers Bureau, a database of 20,000 influencers. These are associations, nonprofits, corporations. There's email templates you can use to copy and change the name out and send it to people to introduce yourself to get speaking gigs. I've got a LinkedIn influencer program. I love LinkedIn. Spent a lot of time there. I've uh, built many, many connections and um, millions of dollars in business just from LinkedIn. So our program there, you see a lot of LinkedIn stuff out there. Ours is unique to the author speaker market. That's what we focus on. And of course, there's complimentary TEDx training on there, as well as the expanded version and the done for you version on the site. You can go, click below and see that if you're watching this recorded. If you're watching it live, it's nice not up yet. So just be patient with us. 
All this stuff is going to be free for Authors of Impact membership. All right. So let's talk about that real quickly. Um, I'm inviting all of my connections, friends, anybody's author or going to become an author to become a charter member. And there's going to be discounts on there. There's um, PR work, TV movie connections, free book publishing. You can get a, a publishing deal with a New York publisher and you get all the royalties and you keep your copyright. It's a very unique thing. Um, there's interactive trainings. There's TEDx talk training, uh, podcast guessing, media connections. It's actually the full page feature of you on this site that's going to be um, shown and broadcast to over 100,000 other business owners. So we've got an early bird wait list for that. If you're watching this live, um, just go to Doug at DougCrow.com and send me an email saying, put me in the short list. If you're watching the recording, you click below and say, sign me up. I want the free thing. Let's get going with that. And then, of course, after you experience the free membership, you'll see the links for the uh, the upgrades if that's part, if that's something that's of interest to you. So that's it for today on the training, how to become a TEDx speaker, especially if you're an author. We'll help you do it and look forward to seeing you on the stage. Thanks.